So rather than having a dream, we 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 go through a system, uh, a routine, rituals, um, and I, I think a lot of spiritual leaders are are trapped in that. Welcome to season two of the Gospel Coach Podcast. Our aim in these podcasts is to empower you, the Gospel Coach, in ongoing ministry of the Gospel through coaching others. We'll share examples of our own learned experiences as well as invite different guest coaches to share what they are utilizing to advance the Gospel with their coachees around the globe. I'm your host, Jim Moon Jr., alongside the pioneer of gospel coaching and founder and president of CMM, Dr. Tom Wood. Tom began gospel coaching and creating the cross-conversation model more than 15 years ago and began training other gospel coaches in the USA in 2009. And since then, it's spread from Atlanta to the nations around the globe, not only coaching, but training gospel coach trainers. Be sure to listen to the other amazing conversations and helpful reminders from season one. So now we continue with more important topics for your coaching ministry and cross-pollinating ideas and insights in gospel coaching practices from other regions. Hey, good morning, Jim. Glad to have you. We have a guest with us today again on our uh, Gospel Coach podcast. Yeah, good. Um, I'm glad to be back. We have with us today, Reverend Dr. Bill Sim. He's the coordinator of Mission to North America Korean Ministries. That's in the Presbyterian Church in America. And uh, he's been a good friend of mine for several years now. Um, we've uh, had a lot of good meals together and a lot of good laughs. Uh, it's got a beautiful house and a beautiful backyard, a lovely family. And uh, the thing that stands out in my memory bank the most about him is that Bill totally understands grace so much. He married grace. <laughs> He's married to grace. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> because I didn't understand grace. I needed to marry grace. <laughs> That's a different understanding of grace for sure. It's good. And she That's sure good. is graceful. She's uh, anyway. So yeah, yeah so it's good Bill's... to have good to have Bill on our program today. My pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, Bill's been through the training, gospel coach training a few years back. He's uh, been through a trihort practicum and is currently facilitating uh, a couple of different trihorts after mm -hmm. our first ever gospel coach foundations training in Korean. So, uh, Bill, I like replay the tape and tell us how you got involved with gospel coaching and CMM. So after 22 years of pastor ministry, I was called to be the MA Korean ministry coordinator. And um, so I knew of Tom. We, we had crossed many, many years ago. And um, so this is new adventure, new ministry opportunity. So I, I knew I knew I needed the help because it's a territory which I have not, you know, space territory that I have not gone before. So I I, I remember I, I I called up Tom and I think I visited his office and then mm -hmm. then I asked him uh to be my coach and he graciously took me and so we finished one year then I asked can we do one more year so we do another year so I did 
two years. So uh, my direct way of getting involved with gospel coaching and, uh, is that I was coached. Uh, and it, it, it just it just did a tremendous uh, transformation in my life and my ministry. So it comes from my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Often the, the guys that make the, the best coaches and trainers and stuff are guys that have had a good experience in coaching and understand what it mm-hmm. means to be coached. So what, um, yeah, so you, we got together because you were starting um, this lead role in, in Korean ministries. Tell, tell us a little bit about what that role is and uh, what's, what is the Korean Korean Ministries PCA? What is that for our uh-huh. audience? We've got people right. from Belgium that are listening and they don't know wow. what that means. So. Sure. Um, so the PCA, Presbyterian Church in America, is a, is a reformed denomination. And um, the Korean churches and Korean, we call pastors, teaching elders, we take up probably 12, 13% of our uh, denomination, which is the largest. I think everybody else, all the other minorities, uh, including African-Americans and Hispanics, like what, they're, they they make up maybe two, 3%. So, um, uh, and, and this is by, you know, God's grace and his providential uh, blessing. Um, there are over 230 Korean churches and, 700 pastors in our denomination and wow 700 and, yeah 700 uh that's it, that that includes english speaking actually uh, okay we call it second generation um and so uh, after 22 years of pastor ministry i i was um the, the invitation i was called to become the korean ministries coordinator to the mission to the to North America, and basically, my job is I would fourfold. Number one, church renewal. There, there are many churches they're either they're plateau or declining. So, what do we do to to help churches to experience renewal? Um, second is obviously church planting. Uh, we we need new church plants to to win uh, the non Christians. Uh, three uh, missional partnership. There, there are a lot of things that local church alone cannot accomplish. So we need to bring churches together. Probably fourth part probably is very dear to my heart is the leadership development pipeline, mm-hmm. which means, uh, you know, if a leadership is so important, then then how are we going to raise up those leaders? It, it, it Biblically, uh, uh, practically, and, and you know, I, I believe that's the key. So, so, so I'm probably uh, more excited about thinking about that and and envisioning and and uh, coming up with strategies and just working with different leaders and churches. Uh, so basically, that's what I do. Wow. So, so church. Renewal mm-hmm. um, is a big thing, and that happens through pastoral leadership, or is that how do you see that happening? So, um, 
I think there will be varieties of, of ways to, to bring about church renewal. And I think the number one, um, the renewal of the pastors and leaders. <laughs> and and, and the, the big thing right now, I guess, in our denomination, and, and, and rightfully so, is the well-being of a pastor and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, as our gospel coaching, um, you know, talks about they're relational, uh, they're spiritual, you know, um, right. yeah, they're, 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 uh, they're missional, they're personal. Uh, and when, and if pastors are not thriving in their own, in their own lives, in their own relationship, marriage, family, right. then, then how do we, how do we expect Healthy the, churches. the flourishing of the ministry in the church yeah. setting. So right. that, we don't expect... that, that sounds very commonsensical and obvious. Right. So that's where we want to focus on. Man. And then coaching good. plays a very important part of that as Amen. well. So. Well, we say that in, in the training and I've, you know, that gospel coaching is the single most important ingredient, I think, in the health and thrivability of the, of the pastor. Mm-hmm. And uh, more, more than going to a conference or, or right. anything, getting a guy alongside of him who's coaching him in those relational health issues and personal health issues, spiritual, those kind of things. Mm. What, um, so for you, and then I want to get into, I want to get in a little bit about uh, today about um, your, our experience together in, in uh, gospel coach training with the Korean pastors that we had, because it was a good group. We had a very strong group and women, you had uh, women who were also in the yes. training. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, it was amazing. Jim and and Bill and I did the training. It was it was Korean, and Jim and I both spoke in tongues. I think during that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we spoke in tongues through a translator sitting in the back yeah. of the. In the um, uh, oh, be careful! Bilingual people. <laughs> it was great, but it was it was it was a it was a good, except for the fact that Bill was very ill. But it was. Uh, <laughs> And slept but alone. I was there. I was but there. you were there, man. In your camp. Uh, I was there I in body, but I was I was not there. <laughs> this sounds a little self-aggrandizing, uh, and I don't mean it to be. But if if you can roll, if you can rewind the tape in your own life and go back to your two years of coaching, not about the coach, so it's about your own experience. Um, was there something that is there something that when you rewind that tape, you go? This was, uh, this happened, one key thing that you remember that said, this is what made gospel coaching worth the investment of my time, my, our money, our investment, and said, I've got to replicate this because this happened. Is there something that happened? Can you remember? Yeah, I can think of a couple of, I mean, a couple of incidents or moments that there was the aha moments uh, and, and. And I can just think of two things top of my head. One, we were talking about vision narrative. And and this is what so many Korean pastors have trouble with, you know, mm-hmm. writing down vision narrative. Okay, what do you like to see happen in five years? Uh, if, if God were to do a lot of amazing things in, in your life, in your ministry. So I remember I, I wrote a vision narrative. Mm-hmm. And I, I gave it to you, and the question uh, uh, respond that you you I remember that you said, but well, this is your plan, not a vision narrative. and and that that struck me. Mm-hmm. And so I asked, okay, okay, tell me what the difference between vision narrative and 
and ministry plan. And, and you mentioned uh, the person that I admire the most as a leader, as Martin Luther King. You remember that I have the dream and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the dream, the, the picture of black and white boys and girls holding hands. That's the vision. If, if that happens, mm-hmm. and then there is a racial racial reconciliation. So that's the, that's the picture that that leader has to have and leader has to sell to people. Would you like to see this kind of things happen in five, 10 years? And like, who wouldn't? So that's yeah. that was one of the aha moments. Another thing was um, the fundraising part, and which was the most difficult aspect of my job, which I have to do. Uh, fundraising, uh, and which in our culture and in my own ministry experience, that we we we've never done, we had never done fundraising, and so, so I remember an instance where you said, "Okay, I am one of those donors, and okay, do a fundraising presentation to me." So I, I, I so I did, I, I I did what I could do, uh, and and the question you asked, I remember vividly, is that where is gospel in it and i just realized and like yeah it was it was more of trying to persuade people or maybe uh, uh, uh trying to install a sense of responsibility yeah, and duties right. that we are so used to do um, yeah and not just your culture but a lot yeah, yeah i'm sure yeah. and that that was not only aha moment that was kind of my um, mini conversion as far as it comes to a, a fundraising. Now, fundraising is always difficult, but I do not have a a a fear or like I yeah I I don't have any because I understand hmm. uh, what gospel means even even through my. Uh, fundraising presentation we're talking to somebody that has to do with not only vision narrated but right but really gospel driven and that that really liberated me in many ways so so those are typical i guess example that i can think of top of my head that's great jim does a lot of uh people that are church planners stuff that have to raise money and Jim's now kind of my go my go-to guy people say they need to raise money go talk to jim and he'll coach Mm -hmm. you through it because He's good at it, and Jim is able to insert uh, gospel dynamics into it, not just the not just the business part of raising mm-hmm. a bunch of money. CMM is in the church vitality business. They work in four spheres. One of the spheres is with individuals through gospel coaching. CMM's professional team of coaches are deeply invested in the lives of the leaders they coach. They also partner with missionally aligned national and global networks or church ecosystems by providing gospel coach training that produces both indigenous coaches and gospel coaching trainers. If you have not been gospel coached, you are invited to contact them at cmmnet.org and they can connect you with one of their seasoned veterans. If you are part of a church ecosystem, CMM wants you to know that they can help you prepare both coaches and gospel coach trainers so you can raise up the new generation of coaches that are needed to grow healthy reproducing churches in your network, region, or country. 
Again, you can contact CMM on their website at cmmnet.org. So let me switch gears for a second. Um, when we did the Gospel Coaching Foundations in Korean, when Jim and I mm-hmm. both spoke in tongues through JL, who was in the back, right? Was it JL? Jill, yeah. Jill yeah. mm-hmm. was in the back translating for us. The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. was translating for us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, so I just I just returned from the UK. We uh, had a training event there. There are trainers that are there. It was all trained by UK guys. And uh, But I was in the room listening and, and they were having a, a, a difficult time with creating objectives. And I remembered that when we did the training with the Korean uh, leaders, the pastors that were there, they, they struggle with the same thing, creating an, an objective, a ministry mm-hmm. objective or a coaching objective. Um, and um, what, why, why do you, you don't have to go into a lot of detail, but you recall that, right? That mm-hmm. objectives, oh, back yeah. we had to stop the whole training and go back to that. Mm-hmm. And then you had to, you had to come up and just do it all. And we didn't even need a translator. You just had to talk to them in their own language mm-hmm. and give examples. And you gave some examples from your own church and, and then from your own job now and things like that to give them that thing. Um, I remember. But, yeah. You remember, right? Mm-hmm. How is that? Is So we say in the training, um, the section of the training, and those of you who've done the training with us know, we say during the objectives time that this is probably setting a clear and concise objective may be the hardest part of the whole conversation. Um, people want to just tend to want to just move right into activities, strategies, you know, uh, oh, well, you know, this is my problem and here's the three things I'm going to go do about it without really ever clarifying, well, this is the problem, but what exactly you're trying to do to solve that problem. Um, how, so you've been doing trihorts um, with your guys. How, how have you found creating a clear objective in your culture? How, how are you getting them to get that? Um, maybe first I want to talk about why I think it's so challenging for our Koreans yeah, great. to, sure. um, to, to come up with any, you know, clear and concise objectives. And I, and I, I, I thought about it a lot. I do think about it a lot. And probably one of the reasons is just part of our culture, the way we were brought up. Hmm. Um, we're not good dreamers, actually. Uh, we are, we want to, we, we want to succeed um, according to what our, what our society has already um, declared or said that this is what you should go for. And so rather than having a dream, we, 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 we go through a system, uh, routine, rituals. Um, and I, I think a lot of spiritual leaders are, are trapped in that. Hmm. So, so I think we, we are good at planning things, but if you, if you were to ask the leaders in our culture, like okay, where do you want to go? What is the end picture? And and it, it's very difficult for them to to paint that picture. Um, hmm. So I think um, in in that sense, it's very difficult for a, a, a Korean leaders, in my opinion, uh, and the majority of them. I mean, um, I struggle with this. Uh, uh, I, I struggle with uh, 
Um, and so, you know, I don't. I, yeah, you already I would, shared I, that, right? Yeah, I would, I would, I would tribute to this as, as I think, I think it's a vision, dream issue, mm. and faith, faith issue, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. Um, so it's helping helping uh, the leaders with with the powerful questions to think about. Uh, you know, leader is by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. You're taking people to somewhere, and right. where, where where is that? What is that? And and uh, and that's why coaching is is crucial, very important. Yeah. Have, because have no a, one we don't want to ask that question in the church. Right. I have a just a to see if I'm hearing you correctly. What I hear you saying, I want to put some different words on it, is that there's yeah. a there's a fear or a lack of freedom to actually put your faith in the 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 truth that God is leading people through you into the future, into a better future. Is am I capturing that right or am i both, both both but 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 what i'm saying is we weren't we weren't um we weren't brought up or we weren't taught or we weren't shown that we have a liberty to do that you see mm. yeah yeah that's interesting because in in other contexts uh u.s and cuba as well um the uh there's often a sense of, well, objectives is just we're going to compile all the problems that I'm facing mm -hmm. and then we're going to try and problem solve. And it's right. it's right. a lot it's a lot more than that. So that whole sense of the gospel frees us to have a uh, an engagement with the Lord as to where he wants us to take people. That's I could see where that would be really different. Uh, for some cultures, mm. yeah. They were saying in the UK. Yeah. They were saying in the UK that mm -hmm. um, there's a book out, or somebody's advocating that even a leader to say this is the direction or this is God's intended future, setting a vision stuff is a power grab mm. and almost an abuse of power. Mm. Um, so we're entering a we're entering a, a cultural moment i guess where uh we we don't want leaders you know um yeah I think, I think the recognizing there is the potential of abuse i think we, we all need to realize that but to say that therefore leaders cannot or should not that's yeah. the that's yeah that's 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 the way we used to say much. i used we used i was told when i started out you know a long long time ago um, that that leaders lead by vision, and, hmm. and and over the last decade, I've been saying that's not true anymore. I mean, leaders lead through relationship. That's the first part. If you don't, if you if you are not the kind of person that a person wants to follow, I don't care how bold your vision is. People are people are are are, are weary of, especially all the crises we've had in, in leadership. Um, if you're not a person that somebody wants mm -hmm. to be around and 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 finds friendly and and gracious and fun and and whatever, uh, if you don't cross that relational bridge, mm -hmm. um, your yeah. your vision is not 
they once once they find you a, a credible person, friendly person, a relatable person, somebody that I would like to go hang out with or go to a ball game with or whatever, um, then they want to know where you're going. They do want to know your vision. But I don't uh-huh. think leading with vision is the I don't know. What do you guys think? Bill, you're the guest. I'll let you go first. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you can disagree with me. We'll edit it out later, but <laughs> there, 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 I think there's a false humility. False humility. Oh, I, I don't want to be the one who's saying I have the vision, but but your vision is not your vision anyway. It's it's a Jesus right. it's God's vision. intended so, future. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. so so when when Paul says, "Follow me." As a leader, if he ends there, yeah, that's a pride. That's like false. Like that's that's wrong. But follow me as I follow Christ. Right, man. And he doesn't say, you know what? I got it. I'm perfect. He didn't say that. What he's saying is, follow me as I'm struggling, like you're struggling, following Jesus, trusting in His grace, trusting in God's sovereignty. And I and I I, I think it's it's a, it's it's a danger for a leader to think like oh you know follow me because I am the leader I am the one who got it that's wrong but oh don't I, I don't want to say follow me because who am I uh, I'm a only human being right that, that that's wrong too so Amen. so I think yeah. I think grace finds us balanced uh, very much yeah. and so you think a gospel coach can help a, a leader a pastor diagnose those two extremes just to stay away from them both and can absolutely yeah because they're both found in idolatry right once mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah or yeah. a fear of pride um that motivates yeah. us yeah so the value of you th- you see the the importance and the value of gospel coaching among the korean ministries and korean churches going forward absolutely i, I i'm i'm leading um we try horse right now and as a facilitator and i uh i, I it's a it's a pleasant, surprising. Um, this is so powerful for our wives. Um, so my wife is one of the three, um, and that's why I decided to take on you know ladies' tryhards. Um, and already the transformation that I, that I'm sensing, that I that I am recognizing mm-hmm. the lives of these ladies. I, I, I would say, uh, praise God. Praise God. It's great. Well, thank you so much for being on and being with us and sharing what's happening in the Korean ministries here in North America. And um, we're thankful for you. Thankful for your friendship. Been a good friend and grateful for the fact that um, you're coaching people and uh, coaching people with the gospel um, and then training these these new coaches, these emerging coaches um, within your own ecosystem. And uh, our prayer for you is that. this would catch 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 fire uh, <laughs> among the the Korean ministries, and that gospel coaching would be one of those mechanisms, um, one of those things that God uses to bring church vitality back into the whole Korean ministries uh, here in North America. Thanks for being with us, Bill. Yeah, likewise, it's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Remember, we'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment or a story to share, send us a note via gospelcoachnetwork at gmail.com.